What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, October 21st, 2019. I'm your host, Imran Khan, and joining me today is Mr. 30 Under 30, Mr. Bomber Jacket himself. It's me. It's me. Tim it's a little Giddies. hot, though. It's a little hot right yeah. now. I'm, I'm ditching it, but I like your jacket. I like the commitment so, to it. I like that you're starting to co- coordinate a bit more. So I'm, <laughs> I am convinced at this point that Greg or someone is changing out for a larger size jacket every day, or I'm shrinking. <laughs> Maybe it might be a little bit of both. Who knows? You yeah, know what I, I mean, I this like, office does weird things, spooky things in I, October. I could definitely like spooky. perceive a concept where Greg buys a haunted jacket yep. unknowingly. Yeah, or knowingly, knowing him. Yeah, like you go to the Halloween store and just like some weird guy that looks like Weird Al is selling you a jacket. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. This is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, where we run you through all the nerdy video game news that's fit to listen to. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. To be part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where bronze members are above, get to write in, and silver members are above, get the show ad free. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or listen later by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily on podcast services around the globe. It's true. Today's All stories include, has Diablo 4 leaked? Has Overwatch 2 leaked? Wow, has Okami 2 leaked? But before we, <laughs> before we get to that, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Extra Life is Saturday, November 2nd. Coming up fast. We got, oh, I got so fast. That is so fast. I so met, not next weekend, but the following weekend. Yeah. Wow. We have to be very nice to our producers in the next two weeks. Oh, yeah. There's gonna be, Kevin's going to be here 24 hours, <laughs> like always. He always does the entire thing. Yeah. Kevin, you're, you're an insane man. You're a psychopath. Kevin is currently flexing. He's he's flexing. He's excited about it. (laughs) He's pushing those biceps out. It's 24 (laughs) hours of games for charity. Join us now at kindoffunny.com slash extra life or watch on the day. You can come help the kids. Those big, beautiful kids. They need your help. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Muhammad. Mm. Today, we're brought to you by Third Love and Upstart, but Tim will tell you about that later. Yes, I will. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have, I'm going to say like 4.5 stories today. A baker's dozen and a half. First, Diablo 4 has seemingly been leaked by an art book advert. This is from IGN by Matt Perslow. A Blizzard advertisement in the latest issue of German magazine GameStar has seemingly leaked the existence of Diablo 4. A full-page advert on page 27 of the latest issue of GameStar features a segment for the upcoming The Art of Diablo hardback book, which is due for release in November. The description of the book reads, featuring over 500 artworks on Diablo 1, 2, 3, and 4. Da-da-da-da-da-da. The picture on the page has been circulating on Twitter, but GameStar itself has reported on the advert on its own website. The article explains that the magazine will be available to purchase on October 23rd. From October 23rd. As of writing, Diablo 4 has not been officially announced, and it seems unlikely it will within the next two days. This could, however, be a mistake in the advert's copy. Typos happen all the time. However, a copy is also rigorously checked before being sent to print. This also comes from within touching distance of BlizzCon 2019, which begins on November 1st. BlizzCon is traditionally where Blizzard announces its new titles, with the art, bur- art book due to be released later in November. This could indicate that Diablo 4 may be announced at the convention. So, Tim, what do you think? Just gut check immediately. Do you think this is a mistake or a leak? Um, gut check is it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. I also think that Diablo 4 is happening. Okay. I think that both of those can be true. Where this seems a little bit too random, mm-hmm. and like just like the art book stuff, this doesn't seem like super official. Right. So, I don't know. However, it's not a shock that Diablo 4 exists. Is this art from the real Diablo 4 that's coming out, or is this just concept art for something that we may or may not ever see? Yeah. Our books are weird like that. But with BlizzCon so close, and Blizzard, let me tell you, (laughs) they've been all wacky lately. So much going on here and there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with BlizzCon coming up, like they are really put in a weird position where they're about to face a horrible weekend of protests and very angry people. And I think that they know based off of last year that they need to come with some heat uh, at their press conferences to not upset fans. They're now dealing with angry fans from last year and angry protesters from this year Mm -hmm. all together. Having a Diablo 4 will help that situation slightly. (laughs) It'll probably anger many others, right? Mm -hmm. So I... I think Diablo 4 is going to be talked about at BlizzCon. Yes. I agree, but I will say like from the from the magazine perspective, I've been on that side of that. 
having it like developers and publishers are so cautious because they know stuff goes into print early it Mm -hmm. comes out at weird cycles they will not give you that kind of information that early yeah i've had situations where i've been like can i just get the release date because i know you're announcing at e3 and this issue comes out after e3 it will make my preview look dumb to not have that release date and they'll be like no we're not going to tell you early so like for them to release an advertisement of an unannounced game would be not unthinkable Dumber things have happened, but unlikely. Yeah, especially like, so GameStar. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking shit, <laughs> but I've never heard of that. Yeah. Is that, is that a thing? Maybe is that like one of those weird, like, in America it's not big, but it's huge in Norwegia. I have no idea. What was that? Where is it huge? Norwegia. It's the made up place. Yeah. Right. Where, where this magazine's big. Yeah, Norwegia, Norwegia GameStar is mm-hmm. probably my number one source for video game news. But I've never heard of it, but Europe also does have a pretty booming magazine industry. Yeah. Not booming, I'd say, but stable. Yeah, stable is yes. probably a better way to put it. And so they're, like, I could easily believe this thing is big wherever it is, but I don't think it's big enough to, like, got, have gotten the exclusive reveal on Diablo 4. Yeah. Or for Blizzard 2 to not make that mistake. Like, hand them an advert and, like, not make that mistake. So you being a game informer for all the years you were, mm-hmm. how long does the printing process take? Like, when do you have to submit your final preview for publish so stuff will go to print usually i like we want to have stuff done by like the 10th stuff will go into print by like the 15th to the 17th and then it will be released the following month so like there there's an awful an awful lot of lead time on these sort of things yeah so like there no wonder the internet is destroying (laughs) magazines it's one of those things (laughs) of like you need you have to be so cautious about that sort of thing of like there will be Previews I will not get until the 15th mm-hmm. of like, okay, well, this is when I'm doing this Call of Duty feature or this is when we're actually being able to talk to them. We'll have this interview down. So you're rushing through like, I need to get this done. We need to get this looked at immediately. I once did a Soul Calibur preview where I played, went into the thing, played the game, immediately walked out to like the hotel lobby and just started typing it up right there, right like then for to get it uh, edited and then sent over. To be published With, the following month. Yeah, within that hour, <laughs> yeah. it had to be done. Man, So, crazy. yeah, like, again, this thing, I think you're right. This is probably a complete mistake. But, yes, I do think Diablo 4 exists. I've been hearing rumors about that game for about two years now. Mm-hmm. That, From what I've heard, it's massively different now than it used to be. I think Jason Schreier wrote a longer article yeah, about it. about how it like was pretty far in development and then it got canned because it wasn't working or people weren't liking it or something like that. And right. then now it's like kind of from the ground up being made. The rumor I had heard was that Blizzard had actually contracted from software to help work with them. Interesting. And Diablo 4 was going to be a more Souls-like kind of game. Hmm. When it turned out to not be working out for them or the creative director didn't like it, that that was where Sekiro came from, was Activision, like, we know this screws you over, we're going to make good on this, which is why Sekiro kind of feels a little, like, it's a great game, but it's not heavy on, like, new content. You go over the same areas quite a bit. Interesting. That's what I've heard. I'm not saying that yeah. for sure, like, that's, no one. That adds up, though. Yeah, no primary source has told me that, mm-hmm. but that was the rumor I've been hearing for a long time. So if, let's say, a Diablo 4 art book comes out, I would be curious if it confirms that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Of saying, like, hey, here's art we had of when Diablo 4 was a different kind of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, see, that could be interesting here, and that would make sense with this yeah. timing. It would. And I'm, I know, I'm, I don't know for a fact they will announce Diablo 4 at BlizzCon, because I would have told you last year they would have announced it. Yeah. But it seems like that's likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of other things that Blizzard may be announcing, this is a look at the, this is the point five part of the story, because this kind of comes from the same thing. But an Overwatch leaker has. Mentioned over the weekend that he ha- or he or she has co- our information about Overwatch 2. This comes midway through a Kotaku AU story by Alex Walker. At the time, the expectation among these sources was that Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 would be the marquee reveals for BlizzCon 2019. More info has started to seep out online that fits into that realm, with the same poster revealing Ash before her announcement on the Overwatch stage last year discussing now Overwatch 2, its focus on PvE and PvP, and how it will be shown at BlizzCon. The, uh, the leaker is named Metro, and he, he or she tweeted, Overwatch 2 is going to have a leveling system that's going to affect how you can play your hero. The leveling system is going to change certain abilities on the heroes in the game. I do not know if this feature is PvE or only or also PvP. For example, there will be an upgrade change to Tracer's Pulse Bomb that makes it so if you stick to an opponent, all units close to that target get stuck and will also be stuck with the Pulse Bomb. So that's kind of all we know. 
like of the rumors about Overwatch 2. First of all, as a concept, what do you think? Like, do you think Overwatch 2 makes sense? So I've always said that Overwatch 2, to me, I would love it having a campaign. I don't necessarily think that needs to be Overwatch 2, though. That could just be Overwatch colon whatever the hell Mm -hmm. right and just give me a really dope campaign because i love the characters i love the 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 world that they build the cinematics that they have in that game the feel of it i've always been really interested in and i feel like having a a blizzard campaign for that could be really 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 awesome Mm -hmm. this sounds interesting and it sounds like it changes the type of game that overwatch is with the leveling system and i don't necessarily think that that is something that the overwatch community wants Mm-hmm. Like having different tracers playing differently sounds like it might really screw up the meta and all the stuff that Andy always talks about with the <laughs> two threes and all the shit. I don't know what the fuck. Right. But um, I don't know. I, I also don't think it's time for Overwatch 2. I can see them doing it, mm-hmm. but I feel like Overwatch is still performing well enough and has new content coming out at uh, you know quick enough pace that it, it'd be kind of weird to blow that load because you can only have sequels to these type of games so often, right? Right. Especially when you're Blizzard, who don't often do that. Um, like, look, StarCraft 2, right? <laughs> I kind of wonder out. if like they're, they're curious about a Call of Duty model for Overwatch. Mm. Of, like, maybe not every year, but every couple of years, just going like, okay, now we, we've revved the engine enough, we've listened to fan complaints, we're going to do something entirely new with this game. Like, it makes Activision side of it money, and maybe the yeah. Activision side might be dictating that kind of thing for, like, a new model as opposed to just, like, one game that runs for 10 years. Sequels sell more upfront than DLC does, right? Right. But DLC and games as a service and all that stuff, like, keeps people in longer if you do it right. They've already had those people for a long time with Overwatch. Overwatch is now ported to Switch. Like, mm-hmm. the, the trifecta of everything needing to be done is, is complete, right. where Overwatch is everywhere they need it to be. Um, I don't know. I This leak saying, it's, it's, if it's coming at BlizzCon, I think it's a lot to announce Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. I don't think they necessarily need to do that. Now they do. But that, <laughs> So that's true, but I also feel like that is... An unrealistic way to look at it, where it's like, <laughs> it's not like, hey, man, we're really fucking up, but here's your video games. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I mean, like, if you know the gaming community, that is the kind of thing that will get them to forgive them. That's true. I, I also just don't think that Overwatch 2 is going to make those people happy. Yes, that's the other part of right? it. Like, They're going to want something new, or I think it's going to be more on the StarCraft side of things, mm-hmm. or like, you know, those games. There was another tweet that Metro made, I didn't include it in this one, but... He or she likened Overwatch 2's like campaign kind of thing to Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. So it was a kind of thing where four players get together, which is like the Overwatch Archives events as well. Yeah. So maybe they were just trying to testing those waters with that so kind of thing. From people I've talked to that are, or at least used to be at Blizzard, they were telling me that that is the case: is mm-hmm. that they were using those situations as kind of test beds to see what a campaign potentially could look like right. in in Overwatch, whether it was two or one or whatever. Um, and that's cool. I want a single player Overwatch campaign. I right. feel like that'd be super rad. Play I want Titanfall two with Tracer. Like yes, or like going through and your different characters as you go through the story, like from different perspectives as it goes through the entire plot. Like, right, I'd be so into that. But I understand that that's the type of thing that makes money once, and you, then you don't see yeah. more. But that's why I think that makes more sense for Overwatch than this. Keep Overwatch one going with the with new characters, with the fun events and all that, but then put out a game that it, you'll get that upfront sales on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean like that's that's infamously the reason or the supposed reason that we don't get a Half-Life 3 is because you make that kind of game and then it sells let's say a million copies or uh-huh. 2 million copies or however many and then it's that done. money stops. Yeah. So you just spent all this money for a thing that when you could have been working on something that will make money for 10 keeps years. On giving, yeah. Yeah. But I am I am curious as someone who loves Left 4 Dead I would be down for a new game in that vein yeah. with like some degree of Blizzard polish. Mm-hmm. That said, you're right. If they announce this and they're like, do you guys love us yet? That's not going to work. Yeah, it's definitely not. Are you excited at all for Resident Evil Survive? I think it's called. Is that what it's called? Uh, no. I, Project Resistance. Project Resistance, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, I saw it and I'm like, okay, that looks interesting, but I don't know that any of my... I can get... Any of my friends interested in it, mm-hmm. the shooting in Resident Evil has never been, like, the 
thing I come to it for. I come mm. to it for like atmosphere mm-hmm. and story to some extent and stuff like that. So getting four people together and being like, hey, one of you is going to be the monster from Evolve in this one. Yeah. And like we're going to play asynchronously. Like I've never, I don't think I've ever necessarily really enjoyed an asynchronous multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Because inevitably one part, one side of that just does not have as much fun. Yeah. Whereas Love for Dead is a bit more open and you're going through. Yeah. A bigger level instead of being more like contained. Yeah. Like there are different like benefits and weaknesses on the size in Left 4 Dead, mm-hmm. but both parties can just get completely screwed by something happening. Yeah. That it's, I don't want to say it's Mario Party esque in a way, but you don't take it serious enough. It's like a poker night where there's no stakes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But Fun stuff. I, I would. Do you think we'll ever see Left 4 Dead 3? No. I How think. How sad is it? How sad is it they just stopped it too? We're everything. You I think mean, we'll ever get a Portal Three? No, I think I think for the most part, Valve's old output is dead. If they do come back with that stuff, it will be in like a VR form. Yeah, but I don't think I feel like Portal would be crazy. Yeah, she would make your stomach twirl. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be in that same like way. Like it'll be like they have like a Vive thing where you're in the Portal universe, but it's not actually like a game, mm. like a Portal game. Yeah. And I like the rumors are they're doing the same thing with Half-Life, but that'll be a more traditional Half-Life style game, but not Half-Life 3. Yeah. So I, I don't think Valve is in that business anymore. They're yeah. in the business of making games that will last them a long time. And since Artifact has to be put, like that game is, I want to say on fire, but that's not the word I mean. It's, it's dead. Mm-hmm. That game, what, what is Artifacts? Artifact is their card game. Mm. Their Dota-based card game. Wow. I so don't think I've ever they, heard they of put it. that game out, and it didn't do well because it had a very strange monetization strategy mm-hmm. where you buy the game and then start buying card packs. So it kind of lost out to Hearthstone because it was so confusing for people because Valve wanted you to sell card packs because they make money off every transaction on that part. Mm. So, But that just meant the economy tanked itself. Yeah. So... The game immediately went down to like went from like fifty thousand players to like nothing. Damn. So I think like when I when I was looking at it when the story was written half a year ago, it was, I think two hundred concurrent players, at like the highest it had been Damn. in a while. So That's they rough. they said we're pulling this back. We're going to take another shot at it, and we'll try and reform this game because they had Richard Garfield and all that stuff on it, and then let him go. Mm-hmm. So they. I don't think they fully know what they're doing, but if they, even in a best case scenario, I think that game is taking up most of their development resources at the moment. Mm, mm. But I don't think we're going to get the old Valve of Portal and Left 4 Dead 3 and all that back unless something drastic happens to them. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that Hearthstone's as successful as it is still? Yeah. Like, like, completely. It's, it's not, that game, I swear, came out of nowhere. And one day at the office at IGN, everyone was just like, oh, we, like, there's this thing. You got to play it. You got to try it. And the next thing you know, everyone, even the people that are a bit more casual, were busting out on their iPads and, and playing. I'm like, this is so crazy that now everywhere, every time Greg and I go to random events that have esports focus, mm-hmm. Hearthstone is like up there with the biggest crowds, people watching, and like everyone's super into it. And it's it's bizarre to me. Yeah. I used to work at a bet. Like, when that game came out, I worked at Best Buy slinging phones. Uh-huh. And, like, a guy, more than one person actually, asked me which is the best phone for Hearthstone. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm like, maybe the S7 Edge? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know which, I don't know how to answer that question. Buy a tablet. That's so funny. Speaking of Hearthstone, we're back in the Blizzard we're Hearthstone back, mess. I would love to stop talking about it if Blizzard likes things would stop happening. But this is actually a pretty relevant thing. Of lawmakers expressed deep concern over Blizzard's Hong Kong protest response. This is from Ars Technica by Kyle Orland. A, bar- a bipartisan group of Senate and House la- lawmakers has signed a letter expressing deep concern over Activision's recent decision to punish Ing Blitzchung Weichung, Weichung, sorry, after the pro-Hearthstone player expressed support for continuing Hong Kong protests last week. This decision is particularly concerning in light of the Chinese government's growing appetite for pressuring American businesses to help stifle free speech, the letter reads in part. Blizzard originally banned the Hong Kong-based player for a year with, and withheld his prize money, after he said, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age, in Chinese during the live-streamed event. The penalty was later reduced to a six-month suspension, and Chung's prize money was reinstated. 
But the letter, addressed to Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick, urges Blizzard in the strongest terms to reconsider your decision with respect to Mr. Chung. You have the opportunity to reverse course. We urge you to take it. The letter is signed by an unlikely group of legislators who often spar publicly on major legislative issues. Senator Ron Wyden, the Democrat from Oregon. Senator Marco Rubio, a Republican from Florida. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a Democrat from New York. Rep- Representative Mike Gallagher, a Republican from Wisconsin, and Representative Tom Malinowski, a Democrat from New Jersey. Elsewhere in this letter, the legislators cite an employee walkout in protest of Blizzard's decision and calls for boycotts of the company among gamers around the world as additional re- reasons for Blizzard to reverse itself. The letter also take- makes reference to similar decisions by Apple and the NBA to shut down apps and public discussion of the Hong Kong protests under Chinese pressure. Because your company is such a pillar of the gaming industry, your disappointing decision could have a chilling effect on gamers who seek to use their platform to promote human rights and basic freedoms, the letter says. As China amplifies its campaign of intimidation, you and your company must decide whether or not to look beyond the bottom line and promote American values like freedom of speech and thought or to give in to Beijing's demands in order to preserve market access. So they've kind of stepped into it now. Which is crazy. <laughs> Shit's getting fucking real, man. Can you imagine being Bobby Kotick over there? Just being like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. The, now, the, now the parents are looking at us. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're not just the bullies on the playground taking kids' lunch money. It's like the teachers are getting involved and they are angry. Right. It is one thing to piss off a community of gamers, which is like they're, they're, they're bread off. makers. It's, it's, yeah. Like, they are the ones that can be soothed, te- like, by traditional no- or institutional knowledge of releasing games and you know making announcements, hyping stuff like that. That's usually been the case. When you start getting the government involved, they whether or not you are actually doing something morally wrong or ethically wrong, if somebody thinks that your transgressions are a way for them to make a name for themselves, they will hunt you down or hound you to the end of the earth. Mm-hmm. So Bobby Kotick has now landed himself in the like in the targets of people who have presidential aspirations. Mm-hmm. And it is very easy for, let's say, Marco Rubio to say, like, I want foreign policy credentials. It is easy for me to look at this and say, no step off from Ch- or China step off you can't control our American companies by taking the American corporations to task yeah I mean it's crazy stuff we'll see where this all goes but you got to imagine that Activision are more than ever than they have been in the last couple of weeks really like oh shit yeah like, we, we got we get we, 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 yeah, <laughs> we got to deal with BlizzCon <laughs> we got to deal with this shit yeah I mean it's it's crazy at the same time though like this letter itself they could just look at me like or not, yeah. we're going to keep doing our thing. But you're right, it could down the line. There's now people watching that can actually impact change. Yeah, You know what I mean? And change that will make it so that they can't just ignore it and keep acting the way that they are. Um, I mean, the gaming industry has already had a problem with eyes being on them for loot boxes. Yeah. To the point where the ESRB and the ESA had to go, yeah, now we'll put labels like, please don't go any further. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. And Activision was kind of... Part of the center of that. I mean, because it could systematically fuck the industry. Mm-hmm. If, if they if the wrong amount of wrong decisions get made, right. things can be really, really bad. I mean, when we look at movies in, and how China's affecting the film industry, right? Like, it is crazy how much power China has. And all it takes is a couple decisions being made that make way more money than, than elsewhere. And all of a sudden, you're going to start to see a huge, huge shift. And... Activision, being one of the biggest publishers in the world, uh, definitely are looked at as kind of the industry standard, mm-hmm. right? And um, when we looked the last couple of years at Activision now and EA a couple of years ago, it's like two of our shining stars, quote unquote, are making some pretty bad decisions when they are the ones that are causing all the issues with this stuff, with the uh, loot boxes um, to, to get to government level. It's like, guys... Be cool, man. <laughs> Be cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the initial reasoning for Blizzard, like whether or not they admit it publicly, was they don't want to... They were afraid China would stifle their business developments in, in the country. Mm-hmm. In like by maybe holding back on game approvals or holding back on their business license or whatever the government might do. The equation now includes what happens if this gains mainstream traction? Mm-hmm. What if at a presidential debate it is... Warren or Sanders or whoever 
and Donald Trump talking about how China has control over American interests. And what if they're like, yeah, I agree with you. It sucks that Blizzard did this. And that becomes a national news story. Super hype for Overwatch 2. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not going to be like, oh, but they did announce Diablo 4. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. If, totally. If Blizzard, if it, the American market becomes an issue, mm-hmm. a, as big as the China market, like losing that money, what does Blizzard do then? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest problem is the, the genie's out of the bottle at this point, mm-hmm. where they are dealing with the ramifications of their choice, and there's no fixing it. There's no going back. There's no going to be like, you know what? Hey, we're reinstating you now. Everything's fine. You're good. And let's just pretend this didn't happen. It's like you have now upset multiple sides. Not only is the American government having more eyes than ever, the Chinese government has more eyes than ever. There's no way they're not aware that the, all this shit is going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they are, are going to be watching every move. And I bet that they're looking at Activision like, what are you going to do next? Mm-hmm. Hmm? What, what are you going to do now? You know? And I feel like. Had they just not done this in the beginning, it might not have got to this level where where China is completely watching them. The statement might have just not been brought up to Mr. China. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think like the 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 initial problem of they could have just let the Blitzchung thing go, talked to him on the side, did something, whatever, and hope no one noticed. And I think that would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Now they've literally because of what is it? Uh, liberate China, the revolution of our time like because of like five to six words they're completely screwed Mm -hmm. that no no direction they go into is going to be good for them yeah so i'm as a personal like enjoyment perspective i'm amazed by this because they did this to themselves yeah that like from a business perspective it's i would hate to be an activision blizzard investor because there's no real i hate to be an employee like you got to think about this like at, at the end of the day, all of the ethics aside and everything, it's like there's so much money in China. So it's like th- what they're saying isn't wrong in terms of, hey, we're a business that wants to keep making money. We need money to keep doing things, to fund people, to have salaries for our employees, to right. have resources to make in more games, to make blah, 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 right? There's so much of that in China. So you don't want to piss them off. However, there has to be a line of like, all right, well, the money's not worth this. We'll make this money that we have work for whatever without, you know, basic human rights. Being yeah. I mean, like, hit. at the end of the day, the problem is China. Like, not like their government having these kind of anti-speech initiatives mm-hmm. of trying to get corporations to shut up so they can do whatever they want is that's their the problem but that flows down it does not excuse blizzard of any like actual wrongdoing so they fucked up most like within the parameters they were given they also made the wrong decision but chad betteridge says good morning timron keddies with members of congress now <laughs> urging blizzard to do so do you think we'll see blitzchunk suspension be reconsidered in the new future or is it re- or is reducing the six months as far as Blizzard will go? As a follow-up, what are you expecting out of BlizzCon next week? Will Blizzard come out looking even worse, or will they have enough announcements and surprises to distract the public? Is that even possible at this point? Thanks. I will say this. I've never been more interested in BlizzCon in my life. Yeah, no, I was going to skip it, but now I'm actually going to watch that <laughs> keynote. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really interested in in what I feel like they, they're going to make announcements, and I don't think that that's a response to this stuff. I think that that was the plan all along. Um, I think that they... they that is a plan based on last year, mm-hmm. where last year it felt clear they were going to make some bigger announcements and didn't for whatever reason, right? right. So based on the, the backlash, the, they want to come out strong. Um, with all of this stuff, though, I don't know. I, honestly, I just hope someone doesn't get hurt. Like I feel like we're at the point now where BlizzCon is, is going to get dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we've seen a rise in very drastic things happening at gaming events recently uh, in the last couple of years to the point that if a convention doesn't have ridiculous security where you're going in and you have to, you know, go through metal detectors through every damn door and everything that it's like, it feels off. It right. feels like, Ooh, the, these guys didn't get the memo. Mm-hmm. Right. Add protest to that. Add angry people on both sides to that. Add a lot of stuff. It's like, I, I just, I'm, not expecting something horrible to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised, and that sucks. I mean, at minimum, I feel like somebody is gonna, somebody is gonna get tackled by security, and like the initial reports of how it's gonna go down, it could be justified, it could be completely heavy-handed or whatever. Like the initial reports will be, look what Activision and Blizzard did. Yeah, and whether or not that 
that is going to spur more and more of these kind of things. Honestly, if they like Blizzard is going to need to secure BlizzCon out the ass, mm-hmm. and that's going to be near impossible to also do that and also feel give people the feeling like they are being heard. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm very curious to see how that goes. Like, how are they going to stamp down? Are they just not going to film the audience when it comes to keynotes and all that stuff? Oh, there's not a chance. There's n- Let's see how much Q&A happens <laughs> at, uh, at BlizzCon this year. Yeah. Uh-uh, that shit ain't happening. Because, <laughs> like, uh, ideally in Q&A, you give your question to someone and then you ask it. But, like, nothing precludes you from lying. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to ask about uh, Diablo 4's uh, microtransaction. No. Yeah. Anyway. Somebody's going to like, maybe you cut the mic off, but you can't do that for everyone. And if you do, then yeah. that, that's a failure of event. And again, everyone's looking now. Yeah. Everything's going to be scrutinized in a way that it wasn't before. It reminds me of the Fallout 76 situation where Fallout 76 launched and had so many fuck-ups and so many mistakes that it got to the point that people are scrutinizing the material of the, uh, the special edition bags or whatever, right. where it's like, sure, that's an issue. Like that is a problem, and people should be upset about it. That would have not been front page of IGN <laughs> had they not fucked everything else up. Like, right. When there's eyes on you for a mistake, people are going to find every single thing wrong with you. Yeah. And when you have more wrong with you than ever before, and you have your biggest event of the year, Jesus Christ. I mean, like when I was pulling stories this morning, it was all Blizzard stuff because Blizzard has the most eyes on them, and it's because the proximity to BlizzCon. But like, let's play a hypothetical role play for mm-hmm. a second. Into it. If you were Bobby Kotick mm-hmm. or JL and Brack or both JL and Kotick, whatever. Yeah. Who, how would you solve your way in a situation? Dude, I don't know. I, I do not envy them at all. I, I feel like it's uh it's unwinnable. Like I was saying earlier, it's just like you either double down and are like, all right, guys, like I get all of your problems. We just need to ignore that because we need to keep making money the way that we're making money because that's how we make money and that's what we do, mm-hmm. right? Then there's the other side that's just like, all right, um, we're not going to survive this if we don't make some changes. So let's listen to them. Let's give them X, Y, and Z and hope it doesn't completely destroy our revenue. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> when you when I say that out loud, it's like it's pretty clear what's going to continue happening here. Right. And they have investors too, and investors will revolt if they start pissing off China. Yeah. My only solution is build a fucking time machine because that's the only thing that's going to work at this point. <laughs> there you go. The Activision Blizzard news chain continues. Streamer claims he has leaked copies of a mo- of Modern Warfare, selling them for two hundred fifty dollars a piece. A man claims he has multiple copies of Call of Duty Modern Warfare well before its October 25th public street date, and that he intends to sell them for $250 a piece. He's one of at least two individuals on social media who claim to have acquired copies of the game, according to Eurogamer. The man, known as Von Garon on Twitter and Twitch, shared a... Oh, sorry, Von Garkon on Twitter and Twitch, shared a photo on his personal Instagram showing seven copies of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. In the caption, Von Garkon asked for $250 per copy. Thus far, Activision and Infinity Ward have been particularly tight on the campaign mode spoilers, releasing only a handful of trailers. As for the repercussions, it's possible that fines can be implemented when a, re- when a retailer breaks street date on a high-profile product like Modern Warfare. On Twitter, Von Garkon added that he bought copies but was not aware of how and where they were originally obtained, stating that he does not work at Redbox, which feels like it's kind of giving away the answer there. A source familiar <laughs> with Redbox told IGN that the barcodes in the packaging seem, seen in the initial Instagram post indicate the copies are likely taken from Redbox's facilities. IGN has reached out to Redbox for comment. That's fucking hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> and it's always been a thing of, like, hyped games are going to leak. Mm-hmm. And how well you can protect them is... Like, it's never going to be 100%. Yeah. In this case, like, obviously Redbox needs to get those games in day one, mm-hmm. which means they, they need to get them into boxes day minus as, five. Yeah. I'll never forget growing up, being on GameFAQs every day, like, when a, a hyped game was, was I, that I had pre-ordered was being shipped out, and I'd just be there, and you'd see someone like, oh, shit, GameSpot broke, or GameStop broke street date, and you're like, oh, man, is my <laughs> GameStop going to let me get it early? And that never happened. Uh, but I, I, there's something so exciting about, like, the game you want coming out and, like, hearing the rumors of, like, oh, shit, someone in o- Ohio freaking got a copy of this or whatever. Right. I'll never forget this happening in 2000. Three, I think it was. Mm-hmm. F-Zero GX on the GameCube. <laughs> Someone on Craigslist was like, yo, I got this early. And I bought that shit. 
and I played that shit two weeks early. Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks early. Two weeks is worth it. For me, like three days is like, that's too little. At yeah. that point, I was going to wait because like the amount of effort required in going to get that thing and buying a physical copy and then it maybe not even working because you yeah. don't know what the, nah, it has yeah. to download or whatever or like putting your account a little bit at risk. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. See, but GameCube, what are you going to do? Yeah, GameCube, you're totally fine. <laughs> I was fine. But yeah, these days, it's like that would scare the hell out of me. Yeah. It's like there's so much shit of people watching you with uh, the way that the systems work now that like I, it's just not worth it for a couple days even if it was for longer your account's gonna get banned if you're playing right. Call of Duty like okay cool you get to play the campaign you're not playing online yeah they can monitor those things they know when a, like there's an unauthorized copy out there like not every developer tracks like review codes certain ways but some do like there's I put in a review code a couple of weeks ago that was like identified specifically as private beta or whatever yeah like private alpha whatever it was called but like they know that that is my psn id and that's the one i'm using so when if they see something early they might ban you from the game booting completely who knows Mm -hmm. that said i can definitely see like if i found found these copies, I could be like, maybe I would if I wasn't in this business. I wouldn't yeah. risk oh, my own career yeah, for that. that that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah. But I remember when Bayonetta won leaked like three weeks early. I don't know why the hell they shipped it that early. I remember going around from store to store and finally found one guy who would sell it to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I, I could do this, but I think I might get in trouble. And that was the point where I was like, you know what? That's fine. Like yeah. I, 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 I won't. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that's. I agree with you. It is not worth you risking your job yeah. to get me this thing. But if you don't care and you don't know, yeah, I assume somebody at Redbox is going to get fired. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, like it's not Redbox though. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. Who knows? He said he doesn't work at Redbox, so oh, but like somebody is going to get fired, and I feel bad for that person. Also, like don't do that shit because the fines are huge. Yeah, like Nintendo fines alone, I've heard of like ten thousand oh, dollars per store. The Nintendo ninjas, they're out there. Yeah, they'll fucking find you. They like they found the person who leaked New Super Mario Brothers Wii, I think. Yes, like a year after the fact in Australia and arrested him. And like, if you, they take that shit seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nintendo. So yeah. many stories there. <laughs> All right. For the only non-Activision Blizzard story today, why a probably not real Okami tease has fans freaked out. This is from IGN by Colin Stevens. Okami fans got very excited on Friday when its director Hideki Kamiya revealed Okami is going to come back. There's plenty of reason to take this tease with a grain of salt. This revelation came about when former Ghostwire Tokyo creative director Ikumi Nakamura posted a video on Twitter of the two platinum ga- of the two at platinum games with the caption "Okami is going to be back. We want to make Okami sequel, and fans are looking forward to it too. You guys want to see Kami's Okami again? Kami is Okami again, right? Everyone, I want to work on it too." And the, the Nakamura tweeted basically that exact thing with a video of uh, her kind of walking off embarrassed when Kami was being proud of it. While it may seem like this is a clear-cut confirmation Platinum Games will develop an Okami game, I disagree with that logic, but sure. The language of this tweet, along with subsequent tweets, suggests that they simply want to make the game. Nakamura replied to her original post saying, I want to see simply great games and games that gamers want to play be developed. I don't understand budget and politics. I just want to continue to be a creator that can say great things are great. Okami is one of those that have the power to overcome all of that. Kami has since tweeted, Okami will be back. Someday, I believe. The tweet is yet another indication that a new Okami may be more of a hopeful wish than an outright in-the-works game. Nakamura came out in the public eye during E3 2019, where she enthusiastically revealed Tango Gameworks Ghostwire Tokyo, though she later left the studio and is currently a free agent. So she was at God of War's studio, Sony Santa Monica, a couple of weeks ago, taking pictures with Corey Barlog. So she was like, she's doing like a she's doing studio tour. tour. She's doing the old Kojima. You know I, I mean? would assume the Kojima that, 2016 tour. I would assume this is more job interviewee oh, than absolutely. that. Absolutely, 100%. Hey, we don't deserve her. Yeah. She is fantastic. Following her on Twitter, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yes. Um, I love this. And no, this is not a confirmation of Okami 2. Although it's weird that Okami 2 doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it ever will. So honestly. there was Okami Den on the DS. True, true. So that's, I guess, Okami 2. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah. Like, I, there's something about handheld games, especially like the G- GBA, DS era that like, or like PSP, it's like Vita or um, Metal Gear Solid Acid. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, <laughs> and even Peace Walker. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. Uh, so Speaking of which, this story does take a swipe at Greg that I did not read. But it refer- talks about Nakamura <laughs> running for Sony Worldwide Studios. Terrorman mentions IGN's own Jonathan Dornbush. And then in parentheses. And kind of funny, he's Greg Miller. <laughs> not even for the main text. Which is funny because Greg's the one that started it. Yeah. Motherfuckers. He was a trendsetter. They're only saying say <laughs> that. Like, the fact that, they, that IGN's even mentioning Greg Miller at this point like in these articles <laughs> makes me so happy because we've moved so far past <laughs> where we were. Um, but yeah, she's... Uh, it is. You're right. It's weird. They never made like an actual full console, Okami too. Especially because they've ported the first one ten times to every console. Right. Right. Every HD revision you could possibly make, they figured out doing. Yeah, um, I own it on Switch, and I don't know why because I already <laughs> own it on PS3 and PS2. It's that damn good. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be interested to see a 2020. Okami 2. What does that look like, right? I mean, the like, art style doesn't necessarily need new tech, right? Like, I'm not talking about the art style. I'm talking more about the game design. Like, right. For what is ostensibly a Zelda clone. Right. What does that look like now? Do you clone Breath of the Wild, or do you just fill the void of not having what a 3D Zelda would be now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, th- I would say you probably clone the open world of Breath of the Wild, but actually fill it with those kind of temples that Okami had and Breath of the Wild didn't. Yeah. Of actual dungeons that players can go through and, you know, fight a boss at the end and all that jazz. Yeah. I think that's a lot. I think that's probably one where Breath of the Wild 2 is going to go anyway. Mm-hmm. But I suspect that's where Zelda clones are going to take their inspiration of we love the idea that you can go anywhere and do anything, but what if we put a little bit of structure around that? Yeah. So I. I know they're not announcing Okami 2. And people got really freaked out because I guess he, people don't n- really follow Hideki Kamiya on Twitter. So they don't know that everything he says is a joke. Yeah, he is the trolliest of trolls. Yes. Now, having said that, though, last week, I want to say, Capcom talked about Resident Evil and uh, Devil May Cry. And we're talking about, hey, look, like we understand that making good games helps a yeah. lot. So we, th- can bring, so- we plan to bring back... Some franchises we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, they simply mentioned dormant franchises, and I think Greg and Fran were trying to just figure out which ones they think would be a good fit. Okami is one of those, I think. Absolutely. Okami is probably on the more expensive side of those. Yeah, that's true. I want Animusha so bad, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think that the Animusha (laughs) port they did, I don't think that it sold that well. Yeah. Um, I hope, though. I I need to check their financials. I didn't check their latest report, so I'm not sure. But I think it sold okay for a remaster. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a remaster, especially of just the first game. Yeah. And the fact that it is on all the systems. So uh, there's something there, but I I just don't think that it set the world on fire even enough to be like, oh, we got to double down on this. The problem, uh, I mean, I say problem, but how much of a problem it is for Capcom is another question, is that the Resident Evil remasters sell far and away better than anything else they put out. Yeah. Like to the point where when Capcom was very low on cash and low on development resources early in the generation, little towards the begin or end of last generation, they were like, okay, well, actually, our new thing from now on is just going to be we're going to leverage our back catalog and put out more remasters. Over and, and those over worked and better. And then Resident Evil 7 sold, ended up selling quite well. Changed the game, man. Yeah. And Monster Hunter coming through. And, and Monster Hunter World did all that. So destroying. Th- so now they're feeling better about making more original content. So I can see a situation where Okami comes in. My question is, like, my bet is on Beautiful Joe, personally. Really? I think Beautiful Oh, I think that dream is dead. I think if you bring our Kamiya back Uh for something and ask him, hey, what do you want to do? He, so I don't know if this is public knowledge, but from what people have told me, Kamiya was brought in to consult a little bit on Resident Evil 2 because he was the director of the original game. Mm -hmm. They've also brought in Mikami a little bit to consult on some other projects. But I'm not going to say what people can guess if they want to. Uh, I think if they did a new game and they brought Kamiya back and asked, hey, what do you want to do? He would say Beautiful Joe. He wouldn't say Okami because Okami is a very long project. Mm -hmm. And Beautiful Joe is one that's been kind of sitting on the sides. And he's talked about making like Bayonetta spinoff star like Beautiful Joe that star John. And like maybe that is something he wants to do in the future. I expect that if like they contracted Platinum Games to do one of these things, it would probably be the less expensive side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see. I'd love a Beautiful Joe. I would love a Beautiful Joe, too. But Beautiful Joe, hypothetically, would be so far away. 
If I wanted to know what comes what's coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host. That's us each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, East Shade on PS4 and Xbox One. That's actually an extremely chill game. Yeah. It's a game where you're like you live in a world of animals and all you do is paint. So you go up to like this, what, okay, this sounds like a Joey Noel, Cool Greg game. Yes, like you go, you look at like environments, and you're like, "This is a nice mountain. I just want to sit here and paint it." <laughs> like, okay, East Shade Monaco Complete Edition is out on Switch. The Forgettable Dungeon is out on PC. Mystery at Stony Ford Bridge is out on PC. Mahjong Royal Towers is out on PC. EDIT Edit is out on PC. Return of the Zombie King is out on PC. And Zixia Neon Termination is out on PC. Kevin, I guess this is Ishe that you're showing. Yeah, yeah. bring it up. Let's see this thing. Uh oh. <laughs> That's Fallout. Oh, YouTube. Oh, Jesus. It's a yeah. deer man. <laughs> like, legitimately animal people. I was watching Rebecca Valentine play this, and I was just making animal puns the entire time. Because there's the bear oh, sheriff, and I just started calling him the bearuff. <laughs> But it's a it's an extremely chill game if you're looking for like something to sort of chill out with. Good lord! Can you okay, so what is the ethics of like having a like a <laughs> an animal, an animal a carry animal your wagon? Then, <laughs> that's another animal. Because like when I, BoJack Horseman, you've, have you seen that show? I've not. It's a really great show, but like it's an animal world with people, and one of the reasons they like made it an animal world is because they like the idea of like what are the ethics of eating animals in a world where other people are, are animals? Yeah. So. I'm, I feel like having them as beasts of burdens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Where's Pokemon. Pokemon's dealt with those type of conundrums before too, where it's like, so wait, so we eat chicken, yeah, but we fight with Charmander. <laughs> I think like the GI, like wait, Game Informer. Do, do, do they not eat Pokemon? So that was the thing. Game Informer asked them specifically about the. There's the painting, by the way. Uh, I see. The, the Game Informer asked them about the what is in Pokemon Curry because you have that new thing where you're like yeah. camping out and like you're making food for you and your Pokemon, and they're like, "We're not going to say. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, but you can. You know. You can think about it. You know. Like, aren't yeah. <laughs> is, is this is this Pokemon Curry a chimchar? Uh huh. Like, Fuck is that what know. gives it its kick? Well, you you would think though, like fire Pokemon would be more spicy, right? No. Yeah. No. Just because they make fire. Yeah. What 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 would be? I guess you could use like actual peppers and spice, but like I would think fire Pokemon would generally be. I, I think here, it's here's just the thing. Actual peppers and spice. I don't like, like you don't agreeing add with fire Kevin. I don't. To but steak to make it spicy. He's he's reminding me, yeah, that that there's the two types of heat, right? Right. So I think that it'd be more like a Bulbasaur. You know what I mean? Okay. You get you get some Six of them seeds. Of <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, no, I mean, there's still chilies in these. You just words. fucking pop that thing open. <laughs> <laughs> Would Bulbasaur be more like once you get to the sore part as opposed to the bulb? Is it more meat or is it plant? Is he just like a moving plant? Thing? I think he's meat with the plant on him. But like a bell sprout would just be entirely. Bell plant. sprout's just plant. Yeah. <laughs> Oddish. I mean, you know. Oddish is a gray area. I'm not sure which one that would go. Oddish, I think, is is plant. But Entirely. I mean, like he's a he's a bulb. He, like he's a walking, talking bulb. Bulbasaur? No, Oddish. Oh, Oddish. I've always thought of Oddish more as a radish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it looks more like an onion, right? What's well, like it's an odd radish. Yeah, true. <laughs> it is a misshapen radish. Oh Jesus! <laughs> We're about to do reader mail, but before we get to that, and before we you know, waste our lives away thinking about what would go in Pokemon Curry. Let me tell you about our sponsors. This week, we're brought to you by Third Love. Nearly all of the kind of honeys are wearing Third Love bras, and you should too. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Joey loves these things. She won't stop talking about them. It's making me very uncomfortable. Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Skip the trip. Find your fit. Love the rhyme. With Third Love's online Fit Finder order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So you're helping everybody out no matter what choice you make. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. Comfort. 
comfortable and high quality. Uh, hands down, the most comfortable bra you'll own with no straps that won't slip and tagless labels, no itching. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering you guys 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash games. And also, shout out to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt, it's hard. Getting out is... Sorry. <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Greg Miller always talks about how easy it was for him to get into debt and how hard it was for him to get out. And this could have helped him <laughs> fantastically. Uh, thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary <laughs> lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond your... Beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness, they actually wrote you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. You probably heard before, uh, but I told you the story about Greg already. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you, and they understand that you are special. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part is, once the loan's approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next day. Wow. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. I forgot to mention, deal of the day, there's a Devolver sale on the eShop right now. So you can get Gris, Stores of Ditto, and Crossing Souls are fairly cheap. Wow. If you're looking for some Switch games to occupy your time until you can find out what is Pokemon Curry made of. Yeah, let's find out. Kev, can you bring up that horrifying picture? Do we have to see that again? That's Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never imagined Oddish. I always thought Oddish looked more like this. Yeah, that's how I kind of... Like, like an onion. Like a Mandragora. Sure. <laughs> Play some Castlevania, Kevin. Dude, I honestly, it's a radish, guys. I feel it's the first picture nails it. Can you go back to it? <laughs> it's Thank so you. disturbing. That's like there <laughs> was a guy. He's got that dopey face to the. Uh, he does though. There was a person that used to be, like make drawings like this. I don't even know if this might actually be that person that made realistic Pokemon, and he got a job on Detective on Pikachu. Detective yeah. Pikachu, yeah. yeah, the coolest thing ever, man. So, Reader Mail, you guys sent in questions to Kind of Funny Games Patreon, and we are happy to answer them. Gondor's Condor says, greetings, KF crew. Heading into BlizzCon 2019, Blizzard's in deep shit after October. It's not a BlizzCon question, I swear. If you had to rank this PR disaster, Anthem's release, and Fallout 76's release in order of worst prolonged PR disaster, what would the order be? One being the biggest disaster, three being the least. I was talking to some other news writers. We were like... Oh, it's e Blizzard's thing is easily the hottest mess of the year. And I had to go down the list of like, do you even know what fucking happened this year? Yeah. Like, the ESA leak happened this year. True. THQ posting on a message Thought board right primarily thing. for pedophiles yeah. happened this year. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. It, I feel like this question really depends on who we're talking about. Because mm -hmm. the biggest PR disaster is... PR disaster implies that it's affecting the people that you are marketing to in the first place. Right. I feel like the Blizzard thing going on right now isn't necessarily that. Because mm -hmm. I think that there are more people that care about playing the games than there are that care about the real shit going on. Right. So with that, I think that... I think Fallout 76. Fallout 76 is going to be bad because it's going to affect the next Fallout. Mm -hmm. Of like, when that game is announced, they're going to be like, hey, assure us that you're not making the same fucking mistakes again. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's Fallout 76 over Anthem because people want to hate EA, people want to like Bethesda. But I will say Fallout 76 sold pretty well. Anthem did not. Anthem sold very well the first month. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it just fell off a cliff. Yeah. So the money EA was hoping to make from that as a game as a service, like, it's not even. Fallout 76 sold well enough and continues to sell okay mm -hmm. that Bethesda is okay, let's say, delaying their next expansion because they know they've got the time and money to keep working on that game. But when you look at E3 press conferences and you look at the chat, EA's chat is always going to be hell, mm -hmm. right? Just, it's just going to be shit being spewed left and right, and it has been for years. Bethesda's wasn't that way, and now forever will be. <laughs> True. I do think, like, so... From what I've heard about Anthem, 
that BioWare's plan in the future is going to be they want to try to tie it together with Mass Effect a bit more. And you're starting to see a little bit of that now because like they announced some Halloween costumes and several of those are Mass Effect. And I think in the future they're going to start releasing more things like, hey, maybe this is the same universe. Who yeah. knows, really? So I, I think that will might help them because mm-hmm. it will let them like tease, hey, we're still Bioware. We can still make Mass Effect. We this can is still not tie stop- it to the last game that you didn't like, yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> Which is like that's part of the problem with Anthem is that when they canceled all the Mass Effect Andromeda stuff to say, hey, we're going to focus on, Androm- or on, on Anthem because that's going to be our next big priority. We're going to make this game work for you. And then it didn't do that. Yeah. Like two strikes, that's in the game of video game baseball, that's enough to say you're out. Yeah, totally. I don't. Yeah, but I don't see how they recover from Anthem unless Dragon Age Four, whatever it's called, ends up knocking it the fuck out of the park. Yeah, ranking these, I would go Fallout, Anthem, Blizzard. But Blizzard, hey man, there's still months we're, left. Yeah, we're too new into <laughs> Blizzard. We still have two months left in the year. We'll see what they what they got in store for us. By you know 2020, I mean? we could be saying like, I can't believe that Blizzard thing just kept getting worse and worse yeah. day after day. Yeah. Like we're, the thing about Anthem and Fallout seventy six is, we don't talk about them really that much anymore unless they majorly screw up in some way, mm-hmm. or unless Greg See, Miller is doing something. Here's how I know how bad those fuck ups were and like why they are PR disasters is we bring them up in reference to other disasters anytime another disaster comes up. Yes, <laughs> and we will forever. Like that sucks. They have that like Bethesda has that mark on them now, and they yeah. didn't before. Like you know, I mean, they they were always known for kind of janky games, but they were it was loved though. It was like ah, yeah, you know, it was like, like I like, understand. Fuck you, <laughs> this, you, fuck you and your shitty quality bags. Like I, we talked about it on Friday, but like Todd Howard said, I wish we launched this game in early access. I really, really wonder, like in the hypothetical world where they did that, would this game actually be beloved by this December? Mm-hmm. It could be, but they didn't. And yeah. it's not so. It was prioritizing a financial year over like the actual reputation of the company. Yeah, which is that never works out. It, people always think like, oh, as long as we release it with like make our investors happy, then we're fine. We can always patch it later. But you don't. People, the, developers never consider how much of a reputation. Our publishers, I should say, yeah. never consider how much of a hit to their reputation that does. Yeah. I think that more and more we're going to start seeing that. The internet's a change in place, mm-hmm. and gamers have a voice in every day more and more than they did the day before. Right. And I think that at some point it's going to – they're going to overrule the investors. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Like this this could all be like the beginning steps of something bigger, mm-hmm. but we always say that, and then it, of course, corrects back to something else anyway. I, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, it's always going to be something new, but I do think that there is change happening. It's just... just incremental. Yeah. So, all right, let's squat up a little bit. You and the kind of funny best friends can get together and play. Today, Riot Goes Boof, which is, I guess, is his Halloween name. We're looking for fun or for some friends and see if these on Xbox One. His Xbox tag is Riot Goes Woof, W-O-O-F, mm. as three separate words. Sea of Thieves recently released an update with a new fort to tackle, but my friend and I are just two people and can't manage tackling the new content ourselves. If any best friends with a few hours to spare would like to join out this weekend, we can all relish in the spoils together. See you on the seas, Riot Riot. You forgot to say time zone. Or maybe it's just any time zone. Maybe it's the entire weekend. Dude, pirates have no time zones, man. Yeah. Piracy is not a time zone-centered thing. No. But let's... Be told we're wrong right now, Tim. My favorite thing of the day. We can go to You're Wrong, and you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to tell us what exactly we got wrong in the show. All right, let's see. Jesus. That's uh, a lot more than normal. <laughs> Grace is pronounced Greece because Nomada Studio is Spanish. It means great. I never, like, I always look at it, and I think I know how to say it, and I don't. The problem is, he says that. I've heard other people say Gree mm-hmm. that work at the studio. Yeah. So... I don't fucking know, man. I don't think they know. Well, I think it's I it's an artsy <laughs> game. It's up to your interpretation. Yeah. Just, or don't say it. It's, it's that one game with, with the colors. R.J. Palmer with an artist who drew the realistic Pokemon and got a job on Detective Pikachu. Good for you, R.J. Palmer. Borzin00 says GameStar is a German magazine. Okay. That explains why we never heard of it. Uh, let's see. The this is an April Fool's guy last BlizzCon admitted to lying to the moderator to ask his question. So there you go. 
Oh, this is what I was thinking of. Kingdom Hearts three copies were sold at a hundred dollars a pop a month and a half before release. Yeah. And they got stolen by a distribution facility. You could only play them offline, or your Xbox account would get locked. I remember that coming out because I'm like, I was looking forward to Kingdom Hearts three. I was like, fuck, now I got to dodge spoilers for an entire month. Wow. Did you do it? I was able to, yeah. I mean, it, it helps that I got the game a little bit early, so I yeah. could just like rush through it. Uh huh. Uh, RA2 Remake sold 4.2 million co- units according to Capcom's financial review. So they're doing great. All right. That is enough of things we got wrong. We're good. This week, Greg is in Quebec. So it is me hosting this entire week. And Tim, you're joining me for a lot of this For week. most of them. Every day yeah. except for Thursday and, and Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday. Thursday. Tuesday, it is me and Fran. Wednesday, it is me and you. Thursday, it is me and Fran again. And Friday, it is me and you again. Hell yeah, it is. And then Gamescast Thursday at 2 p.m., it is me, you, Fran, and Cat Bailey. Yes. Editor of US Gamer coming to Woo. join us. We're going to be talking a little bit about Outer Worlds. And Greg will also be there from a pre recorded segment, I believe. Yeah, he's, he gave a little preview yeah. of Outer Worlds. So that, that'll be fun. All right. This has been your kind of funny games daily for Friday, October twenty first. Sorry, October twenty first. Why did I say Friday? <laughs> I think because I was I think thinking of like looking yeah, at I was looking at the word Friday. Friday yeah. I think like not having like a fi- like Monday to Friday job has been like <laughs> you, you totally to, lose track of this. in summer vacation, pretty like, much. Break. <laughs> like it just days don't matter anymore. For Monday, October twenty first, Tim, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Me. Until next time. Till next time.